Hey, everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my load is light. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I am Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week and we talk through truths in scripture and we are talking about what does it mean when Jesus says that his yoke is easy and that his burden is light, especially when he says later in scripture that we will have trouble in this world and sometimes life is hard. So we process and kind of reconcile what those two things look like and how to not take on the burden of circumstances and how to trust God in those situations. So we are really glad that you're here and we would love for you to pull up a chair, listen in and join in our conversation. Hey, Kara. Hi, mom. You know what? I want to talk about this today. Why? It's because I don't feel light, like I'm having rest. Yeah, Mm. I'm just a little heavy hearted about a lot of stuff. And I was thinking about these verses and I kept thinking this is what Jesus would say to me. Quit worrying about everything and just come to me. And I started thinking about his yoke is easy. And I'm thinking, don't I always say it's hard to be a Christian? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what's that about? (laughs) Well, I guess it's, I guess I've been teaching heresy. I don't know. I was like, I, I think it is hard to be a Christian easy to get in as far as uh, we accept Jesus. It was hard for Jesus because he had to go to the cross. Well, here's why I think it's difficult. I was just thinking about that because I literally, literally before you said that, I was thinking, don't we say the opposite of that? (laughs) (laughs) But I do think, though, what he has to offer us, though, is light. But what makes it so difficult is because we're in this world and we have flesh, so it's like we are— you know, like, what does Paul say? Is it Paul that says, you know, we fight, we're not fighting flesh and blood, but we have spiritual battles around us or whatever? I don't yeah. know, that could be all wrong, but I was just thinking of like, a t- no, I mean, he does say, uh, we live in this world and we have trouble. And Paul did say we're not fighting against flesh and bl- blood, but, you know, we are spiritual warfare. But you think it's easy that Jesus would say, don't worry? Would you think it's easy when Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me. Well, here's the difference, Do you think it's easy though. to surrender your entire life to him? And I do think it's a difference in learning how to live out what he's saying. You know, we can read those verses, and they're very popular. Uh, a lot of people go to those verses and read them and, you know, find a lot of comfort in them. And they are a lot of comfort in in those verses, But there is just this really tension between what Jesus is saying and offering, even though Jesus is saying, you know, we need to, you know, pick up our cross and follow him, that we are going to, you know, have battles, we're going to have spiritual warfare, we're going to have trouble in this world. And I mean, I, I think that there are some... Things that Jesus have said as a warning, because, I mean, he told the disciples, he said, Peter, somebody's going to take your hand and take you where you don't want to go. 
And Peter knew that Jesus was saying that he would have to give his life and he was going to die for the for the gospel. But I think, you know, living that out and thinking about what's the difference in things that's going on in my life and, and the things that we face every single day, how do we marry these verses? How is what experience tells me versus what Jesus is telling me? So I, I think that, you know, as I was looking at these, I think one of the things that's in this passage based on experience and walking with God and, and learning about Him and, and going to Him, as He said, come to me, all you heavy laden, all you that's burdened, and I'll give you rest. And I think as I've looked at this, that what Jesus's burden is or what His yoke is, is when we try to manipulate the outcome or carry the outcome or, you know, take on what is really God's responsibility as far as trying to change our lives to such a way that it's, you know, the way we want it or have people act and respond the way we think they should. You know, when we try to take on the responsibility that only God can do, I think that's when we become burdened and heavy laden. And when we, when he says, you know, take my yoke on you, like, let me just be God. I'll be God. I'll be united with you, yoke connected. Yeah. So while you were talking, I was looking up the Greek word for yoke and burden that is used mm-hmm. here. And I think this is really interesting. And I think it does, it helps me understand a little bit more about what he's saying, which is in line of what it's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's in line with what you're saying, but I'll read the, cause I have the burden word. It basically is saying that of the obligations that Christ lays upon his followers, he's using it to contrast the precepts of the Pharisees, which mm-hmm. is, which was very oppressive is what this translation says. And then basically the word for yoke is really similar, but it kind of says a little bit more of, it explains it as, of troublesome laws imposed on one. And it basically is contrasting what Christ brings versus what the Pharisees were putting on people. So I, I see it as if you have two weights, like working, like two kettlebells. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I work out, so... If you have two like dumbbells or kettlebells in front of you, and he's not saying that it doesn't weigh anything. I think it's just like in comparison to the world, in comparison to what, you know, the Pharisees at the time were offering people, you know, it was very oppressive. Mm-hmm. It was very, you know, putting so much pressure, putting so much, you know, the laws and the heresy and the yeah. restriction, you know, it's all, it's like compared, compared to that, like it's easy. So if you had two weights in front of you and one's a 50 pound dumbbell or kettlebell, and then you have a 10 pound, you pick up the 50 pound and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so heavy. But then if you pick up the 10 pounds, I mean, it's still a weight, but it's not nearly as heavy as the other. And it's comparatively, it's easy, you know, picking up a 10 pound weight is a lot easier than picking up a 50 pound weight. So I could probably pick up a 10. I don't think I pick up, could pick up <laughs> well, a 50. Well, but it's easier. It's just that it's, mm-hmm. I think, I, I get don't know. It. I get That's kind of what. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, okay, it's not saying that this is easy, but compared to what the world offers, compared, and when I say world, it's like our flesh, like you're saying, like trying to control or trying to manipulate a situation or trying to, I don't know, figure something out in our, in our own strength or whatever. That 
is so much heavier and such a heavier burden than mm-hmm. just resting in Christ. And no, that's not well, easy, but it's easier than doing it on our own. That's true. But let me add a little bit to that because you're right. It, it, this is what, in the context of what Jesus was talking about and when he was talking to the people, the Jewish people, the Pharisees had taken the, the law and it added like 300 extra things to the law. And Jesus this one time says to the Pharisees, you're not even doing that. You're, you're not even mm-hmm. doing what you're putting on them. And, and he you know, removed them as the shepherd of Israel right. so, to the Jewish people. So he says, I'm now the good shepherd. So you're right in the well, fact yeah, he's that like, yeah, Jesus have, is talking about. Yeah, like he's like, you haven't taken care of my people. Yeah, you're right in that, in that Jesus was saying, you, you've added more on them than I ever expected. Right, or intended, them, yeah. Of them. So where I am coming from, not being the fair, well, I hope I'm not a Pharisee, but you know that's that's the context of that, right? You know, in the fact of that. But what I'm saying in my world right now, that what I'm doing, I'm not adding more to the law, but I'm adding more to trying to control that God has ever expected me to. I, I'm adding more on me because I'm wanting to control the situation in life. I, I want to protect people. I, I don't want people to be hurt. I don't want people to not, in my opinion, represent what it means to be a believer. I think some people that are, and what I mean by that is that they're giving the world the wrong view of what it's like to be a Christian. And I think that it's hard as believers sometimes and as followers of Jesus is that we know we're supposed to give that. That's what's the whole thing is he Jesus says, come to me. Let me carry your burden. Let me carry that. Because mm-hmm. what I've asked of you, I'm not asking you to control those things. I'm not asking you to be God. I'm asking you to trust me as God. Yeah. And I think you know, as I look at that, and, and in the context, you're right in the fact that that's Jesus just what I was, was explaining. Is like, really, I was tr- mm-hmm. yeah, like I was wanting to understand. Like, okay, he does say that this world we're going to have trouble. So, and then mm-hmm. he also is saying that his burden is light. So, what? So it helps my mind kind of bring application to that when I understand why he's saying, or not why, but mm-hmm. who he's saying it to. You know, context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and, and yeah, that's it's basically like he you're saying is like it's like now in your or in your world, it's almost like Jesus is saying, You're making this a lot harder than it needs to be because you're trying to control or you're trying to manipulate the situation yeah. and, and stuff that like if um God has called me to to be a mom, which he has, and allowed me to be that, then that's a gift and that's a as it's a privilege, as a gift from God. And he, and he certainly had asked me to train up a child in the way that it, sh- it should go. But it doesn't say that I'm supposed to take the responsibility of the outcome of those children's lives. And sometimes we do. If God has called you into ministry, which he has, we both are in ministry, and we want to do and be obedient to what God's called us to do, right. we're just to obey, of, yeah. you know, obey him. But the outcome and the way that it happens is is the responsibility of God. I think that's what I'm saying. I think when we are finding ourselves heavy laden and tired and weary, we are trying to carry something God's never intended for us to carry. 
Right. And it's like, if he's, so what he had, whatever it is, whatever he has asked you to carry, that is what is easier. What that is, what is light and compared to, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, I think that it's such a common, I say common in terms of our human nature, because I was just thinking even about the Israelites, you know, he, he just called them mm-hmm. to go into the desert, but the outcome of how this is going to go down, like in terms of, you know, the Red Sea and how they get food, and you know, like all the, the ways that that played out, he, that was on him and he did that. And they had this expectation of how God was going to do it. I mean, even Jesus came, mm-hmm. you know, like God said, this is how I'm going to do this, but in terms of the outcome or how it plays out or all that kind of thing. Like we tend to, I think as humans, we just, I don't want to say we can't help ourselves like it, we're subject to it, but I just think it's such a human nature thing to like want to stick our hand in it and want to like have to mm-hmm. do something, you know, like control oh. the situation. And I think, yeah, I'll go back to what you said about even when Jesus came and how that it was different, what you meant by that, because I, I know what you mean. I just want to clarify it. I probably didn't fin- I didn't finish my thought. Probably, yeah, I, what I'm, I think yeah. what you're saying is the Jewish people thought Jesus's return or his coming would be him as a mm-hmm. king, and not as uh, right. and that is true. It's going to happen in you know later, but his first coming, he came with Mary yeah, and, yeah. And, and died on the cross. That's so what they, I was talking they about. They didn't. They expected a king, not a not a savior, right? Not mm-hmm. a baby, and not yeah, and not die on the cross. But I, I think that what I want to Go back and want. I don't. I think we should just really expel on it a little bit more. Is that it? May be some really hard things that God's asked us to do. There may be uh, some a life uh, style, something that's going on in our lives that is a hard, hard life. I, I know a lot of people that have a hard life, and it's not because they've made bad choices. It's just life is life, and I think. Right. And there are some people that you know, reap what they sow, so they've made their life hard. But Well, we all reap what we sow. But, but I'm yeah. just saying, their life is just, you know, life's just hard. Whether you're making it harder, your choices are harder or not, life is hard. I think that's the difference, though, is when he says, you know, take heart, like you will have trouble mm-hmm. in this world, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I think, like he is saying, it is going to be hard. But on top of that, it's like compared to, to what the world like you're gonna it's gonna be hard but what he offers what like his yoke his burden quote-unquote burden is light it is easy you know what I mean yeah, like okay. it's like I, I guess I see it as like I, I see it as if you're walking a terrain that is really strenuous you know mm-hmm. it's mountainous it's hard and you're sweating and you're straining it is hard but what are you carrying on your back? You know what I mean? Like, are you carrying, you know, a hundred pound weight or are you carrying a five pound mm-hmm. weight? And I think that's the, I think that's the difference is he's saying, yeah, the terrain, the journey, what you experience in life is going to be difficult, but it's. Don't carry. Why do you, you shouldn't do carry. that with? Yeah. And I think that, I don't know, that's kind of how I see it as the difference. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. It's like carrying, it's like for, I, you see it, you know, climbing a mountain because you like to do that, or you like to exercise. I, and of <laughs> right. course, I said on an airplane, I'm flying and letting the pilot fly the airplane. And they said, "Can you um, just let us carry your luggage?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no. I'll just put all my luggage here, sitting on my seat. You know, sitting on the seat, and I'm carrying on my lap. Or, yeah. And you know, like, well, you're going to be a lot more comfortable if you put that luggage up on top, kind of like where it belongs. Yeah. And so, yeah. 
for me, is a lot of times as believers and, and as Christians, God says, here, give me those, give me all your bags. Give me your baggage. Yeah. Give me your weight. sometimes, yeah, and sometimes there's turbulence yeah. in the flight. And yeah. there's, you know, like there's some moments that could be scary or unknown and all that. But yeah, but it's the weight. And it's the comfort. And it's the comfort. is If you've ever sat on a plane with everything, like you've got your laptop in your lap, you've got your purse, you know, you have all this stuff sitting there, and then you decide right. to put your carry-on on your lap, too. It, people will look at you and go, why would you be sitting there with all that stuff when you could just put it up on the top? Now, of course, nowadays in airlines, they make you do that. But I'm just saying, as an example, we often do that instead of giving it to God and saying, God, here's the outcome. Here's here's the situation. Here's mm-hmm. what's going on. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to trust you for the outcome. I think what you're saying is that their life is hard, which we know that, but that God makes it easier. And the reason that He makes it easier out of the hard situation is because we have the power within us to endure. Well, and to give Him the burden. Yeah, give Him the yoke of it. And I think that's why you see people who have, we'll use cancer as an example. I mean, you mm-hmm. and I both know people. I mean, your sister, mm-hmm. my aunt, is a perfect example of someone who has had trial after trial thrown at her and even battling cancer. And she walks with it with a lightness because she has, not saying she doesn't have moments where it's hard or, I mean, obviously it is. But I think that's where you see people who are going through hard times and you're like, how are they like, how are they getting out of bed? Mm -hmm. Or how are they? And again, it does not mean that if you are having a hard time getting out of bed, you're not giving him the burden. I just mean, you see people who are walking through hard times and it seems like, supernatural mm-hmm. of how they're walking through it with a peace. That doesn't mean that they don't, you know, struggle or, you know, have emotion in it. But I think that's what it is. It's like his yoke is peace. It's it's a rest. Like that is that the, like those earlier verses were saying, there's a... Well, I want to say this. I think the peace and the rest comes when you give him the yoke. I don't think the yoke is peace and rest. I think peace and rest yeah. is what... What is the result of you being able to give it to Him? I think that we all give stuff to God. I think people going through a lot of difficult times that never prayed a day in their life finds mm-hmm. themselves praying, God, you know, take this yoke, take this yoke. But where I feel there's this uh, underlining weight is caring, how's it going to work out? How am I going to make it through this? Instead of of just giving it to God, just saying, God, here, here, you take this. Here, you take them. Here, you take this situation. I'm giving this to you, but we tend to pull it back and give, take it back and take it back. And I think when we do that is because we're not sure how God's going to let this thing work out. We're not sure how it's going to work out. Sometimes God's asked us to do things, and we're like, I don't even know how this is going to work out. I don't even know how I'm going to get through this. Why would God even allow me to go through this? And I think it's because we're so worried and concerned. We may have given it to God, but we continue to hold on to the outcome. How's this going to work out? How's this going to play out? And in our minds, we're like, okay, I'm going to give this to God, but I'm not sure this is going to work out very well. I'm not sure that this is going to be, it's, things are going to turn out the way that I want them to. And that's where we're still holding on to that, even though we feel like we've given him the burden. Does it, You see what I'm saying? I do. I think it 
It reminds me of the Israelites again. You, we are going around the wilderness over and over again. <laughs> well, I know because I, that's where I'm yeah. in my reading. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> okay. I know, I'm really behind. But it does. I mean, I think it would remind me of that anyway because we, okay, I'll say me. I tend to give the Israelites a hard time. I get really frustrated and annoyed with them. And I feel like, I'm like, yeah, of course God he should have left them in the desert for 40 years. <laughs> Give to mercy. <laughs> right just a bunch of, yeah. yeah, just a bunch of grumblers. Mm-hmm. But I think like that's, that's what we do though, is God's like, this is my manna, my daily bread that I'm giving you. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't try to figure out how your manna is going to come tomorrow or don't try to figure out how, mm-hmm. you know, the pillar by day, fire by night. Like that's what we do is, and I think that's what I was, I was thinking of that when you were talking of, we're trying to figure out how the manna is going to come tomorrow, whatever that may mean, like the, the outcome or the situation or how's it going to play out or try to, you know. Well, let and, me inject something because we're now we're back in the wilderness. But here's what I want to say. And I understand. I think I can relate to a lot of the Israelites. I think it's yeah. the same thing. But I, well, it is. But it's like God did provide the manna and they, and they were thankful at the time. I don't know that they were worried about how it's going to happen how they're going to get it tomorrow, I think they were mad that they got tired of the manna. They didn't want the manna. They wanted their leeks and onions back in Egypt, you know. Eventually, but at the beginning, they they would gather more than they needed to because they were concerned. That's what I'm talking about. They were concerned about how is this going to play out tomorrow. And it ultimately is a lack of trust in God. Yeah, totally disobedient because he said only get enough for today. Yeah, but that's what we're doing when we're trying to figure out these outcomes Absolutely. in our lives is we're not just trusting and resting that God is going to provide mm-hmm. tomorrow. There's this scarcity mentality, I think, with the provision of God. Mm-hmm. And we think like, oh, are you not going, you know, we get, I'm preaching to the mm-hmm. choir. So, but I think that's where, I mean, we, I'm, you know, you know, I'll tell everyone else that I'm in my last class of seminary and in our class on Thursday, we talked about this a little bit in terms of just that kind of scarcity mentality and how gratitude really helps combat that. But one of the guys in the class was saying, he was like, I was making a sandwich for my daughter just yesterday. And he was like, there was like uh, just a few pieces of bread left to make a sandwich. And he was like, I started panicking of like, oh, we got to get more bread. We're almost out of bread. And he was like, but I had enough to make her a sandwich mm-hmm. today. And I didn't need to worry or go get more, you know, like, we had enough. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of pointing out the principle of like, sometimes we're like, okay, yeah, I'm getting through this moment, but what's going to happen if X, Y, and Z, or what about, um, what about this outcome or what about tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And instead of just being like, okay, you know, I have enough, I have peace and I have enough strength to get through this mm-hmm. moment. I'm not going to worry about the next moment or I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm not going to try and control tomorrow, but I just know, okay, I, I have enough provision, whatever that may mean, whether that's financial or emotional or relational, whatever. But I have enough provision for this moment and resting in that. Yeah, and not worrying about tomorrow. You know, as we're talking as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, we're so worried, like, well, when we think we're not gonna get enough, we grab hold of it. If we think we're gonna lose something, we grab hold of it. If we think God's not gonna provide, we don't wanna give it to him, actually, because we feel like we gotta manipulate and make sure that we provide for ourselves and and but I was thinking you know just a couple of days ago and I I know even when I talk about this there's those moments where 
when I'm talking about it, knowing that I'm telling you or the rest of the family and people the story, knowing that you weren't there, is it, I know I'm not able to communicate how horrible and how scary it was at that moment. But, you know, I was driving, and I was coming home from somewhere, and we're on 285. People that don't know what 285 is, it's big expressway, interstate, lots of big wheelers, 18-wheelers and stuff, and, and they're going, yeah. and everybody's going 75. Yeah, it's a interstate that circles the city mm-hmm. of Atlanta. So, yeah, it's a 10-lane. Five-lane. 10-lane yeah. interstate. It's well, 10-lane. Well, five yeah. on each side, yeah. Um, I just mean it's a, it's a massive, and it circles mm-hmm. Atlanta, so there is, there's, there's a lot of— A lot of flow. Because, and a lot you know, of traffic. A lot mm-hmm. of flow because it's connecting a lot of other highways and all so that. I'm, yeah, yeah, just to give a little perspective. So I'm, dri- I'm driving, and I'm uh, talking to, you know, my husband, your dad, on the phone— Telling him I was coming home, and I I was on speaker, so I wasn't holding the phone. I was just on speaker, and all of a sudden, this car, this truck in front of me, kind of swirled, and when it did, it gave me a, a clear vision of what was ahead, because that truck had blocked my vision. I was just going along mm-hmm. with the the speed of all the cars around Traffic, us, and, right. and there was five line, lanes, and so I was in the middle lane, and this car just, you know, I mean, truck, you know, went over. I could tell. I thought, what, what's what's it doing? And then it was just all in these moments, really fast moments. And then when that truck got out of my way and being in front, I could see that another truck literally was stopped dead still in the middle of 285 with all the traffic going really fast, and I'm trying to put on my brakes. And, of course, you know, Howard's like, I was, I was going, oh, no, oh, no, no, there's a car. It's stop, 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 stop. The whole time I'm looking in the back of the mirror, and Howard just hangs up because he's like, he didn't want us, obviously, be on yeah. And, uh, and, of course, I, you know, it's on speaker, so I wasn't trying to get, you know, hanging up or anything. I was just trying to survive. And I was kept putting on my brakes, and I stopped just, I mean, seemed like inches to this car. I mean, dead, stop, no lights, nothing. The other four lanes of cars are driving really fast. It wasn't like the whole, all five lanes no. were stopping because of traffic or anything. Tra- of traffic. No. No, it was literally, yeah, it was just that one car in the middle of, It's yeah. literally walking, uh, if you were that person, it's literally like, I'm going to go and sit on 285 and just sit there. And, and so when I stopped really fast, you know, of course, I kept looking in my rear view mirror because I'm thinking I'm dead because there was a truck in front of me and a truck behind me, and well, they don't know right. that he stopped, and he's they're watching me. But anyway, long story short, God preserved me. Of course, they're here. I'm sitting now. I can't even get around it because the cars were going so fast, and I'm watching all the cars behind me trying to get over into the other lanes without hitting the other car. Right. And now, of course, I'm here, and after it was over with, and I got— you know, got home and got in the garage, I just started crying. I'm safe. Well, yeah, it's like the adrenaline, and you realize, yeah, what you've just been yeah, scared and from. Yeah, and God just saved me. Like, I, I could have just died. I, I almost died. And it was like those moments. And, you know, I was thinking about that, and I thought, if I had died, if I had died, would it really matter today? You know, like, I guess— it just makes you put things in perspective. The things that you worry about today and the things about what you uh, like concerned about, 
you know, it's like almost like we should all have those moments that we have to face that what could have happened, what got, you know, could I couldn't be dead. I could not be here. Now, some people may be so depressed, they wish they weren't. But when you think about the fact that God, you know, spared me you, and, and I could have died, I kept thinking, God, you spared me. What, what, why? There's something more that God wants me to do. It's not just because he loves me and he spared me and he does love me and he did spare me, but I, I just knew that God was like, it's just what I, you just, I'm not ready for you to leave earth yet. I'm not ready for you what? to leave. There's more I want you to do. And, you know, it was just kind of those moments. And I, and I thought about the heavy burdens of all the things that I've been burdened about over these last weeks. Some things that are mean nothing and some things I've been burdened about that are very heavy, that are very life-changing things that I wish the world would be different. I wish people would be different. There's some things that I, you know, look at some of the like hard some things are trivial. Yeah, some, yeah, some, some yeah. are, you know, mean nothing. Like, I need to clean my closet out. Yeah. Well, if I had died, y'all would have all thrown it out. You know, it would have, it would have been cleaned out. <laughs> I would not well, have. you could have burned it. But anyway. I'd be sitting. I'd be sitting. <laughs> but, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just that all of a sudden, sometimes, when you sit back and you think, I'm so concerned about this, but does it really, really matter? And I'm not saying you can't be concerned about some things, but I think when I was reading that, it was just like Jesus was saying, sweetie, just give it to me. Don't worry about the outcome. You're carrying things I'd never asked you to carry. And that's why you're so overwhelmed. And actually, I was on the phone talking to your dad about something that I was very upset about. Not about him or anything, just about the world. Yeah, yeah. Some stuff that was going on in the world. Yeah, I think the reality is that's all of our lives. Sometimes we're just faced with a moment like you had where it's like, wow, God, you know, just spared me. But that's every moment Mm -hmm. we wake up and go to sleep. You know, like every moment we wake up is that like, okay, we there's a purpose. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that we are still yeah. here. And it's always a it's miracle. Just sometimes it's a little bit more. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always something's a little bit more in our face, but I think that is like a good just reminder. But I, I yeah, just think I, it, we worry about so many things and some things are big and some are little. And I'm not saying that we should not worry about the little things. Or I, I think Jesus did not worry about anything. Well, I think the bottom line is whether... It's whether it's trivial or a big thing, give it to God. Right, that's exactly you know, like, right. Let him let him carry it because some things that may seem trivial to me are not tri- trivial mm-hmm. to you. You know, like that. I mean, yeah, it's all perspective. I, yeah, like I'm, I'm a big. I was actually talking to a friend about this this week. Of she was asking, just like praying about, like, is there are there selfish prayers? But I was like praying for, I was like, yeah, like I pray about that. Like it seems really, really stupid. If I'm concerned with it or if it's on my mind, I'm going to talk to God Mm -hmm. about it. If it's selfish, then he'll just change Mm -hmm. my heart, you know? But, you know, it was like she was talking about, was it selfish to like pray that, you know, this person's event gets rained out so that I can hang out with her? And I'm like, I don't think that's selfish. You pray about finding a parking space at the mall that you're about to go to? Yeah, Mm -hmm. like I just, so I said that to say, I just am one that I know some people may disagree with that, but I just, I lend toward, I talk to God about Mm -hmm. everything from a parking spot to if it's something that concerns me or frustrates Mm me, I talk to him about it. I don't get mad if there doesn't open up a parking spot or anything. I just mean, I just 
tell mm-hmm. them. So, and some of those things are really trivial. And he'll let you know. But, I think he'll let us know. Like, any yeah, it's like I, wants. and if, yeah, it's like, like she was saying, so I can like pray for, you know, like this event to get canceled so I can hang out with this person, even though, and I was like, well, if it's selfish, then ask them to change your mm-hmm. heart. <laughs> but if you want the thing to get canceled, ask, you know, like, I think the biggest, pray I for think it. the biggest thing, Kara, is getting mad that he didn't answer it instead of it changing your heart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and what I'm saying is just mm-hmm. just tell mm-hmm. them. That's like right. I'm not saying demand. It's just like I yes, if it is on my mm-hmm. heart, I talk to them about it. And me too. If it's trivial or not trivial, and I think that is something because we can talk to him about something and still be carrying it. But I think when we do talk to him about it, it helps us take the grip off of the yoke mm-hmm. a little bit more. I think. And and I think that when you're telling and talking to God again, I'm gonna go back to how I think God was showing me in this verse over this week. Um, because I've been really heavy and, and concerned. I know a lot of people going through a lot of hard, hard stuff. And and I care about people. And I try not to carry their weight, but, you know, pray for them, give them to God. And I think that that's one of the reasons this verse today is why I'm kind of talking about it is because, you know, I do care about people. And I I, I wish I could change people's circumstances. I wish I could change people's hearts. I wish I could change a lot of things, but I can't, can't even change my own life. And I think that the overall is just stepping back and, going, and, and realizing that God is saying, I know that life is hard. I know that there's a lot of sin in the world. I know that people are not going to act the way that you wish they would act or respond the way that you wish that they would respond. I know that you probably would like to be further along the road that you thought you were going to be or whatever, you know, uh, unmet expectation or, or dream that looks like it's dying, whatever it is. I know that, that like you said, you talked to God about that. And, and I'm like, God, you know what? I've got to give you. I literally sometimes, care when I'm praying, I'm like, thinking about just handing that person or their situation over to God and going, God, you just handle it. And when I do that, I do feel that the burden is light. But I find myself pulling it back, going, but God, what if you don't change the circumstances? How's that person going to survive? How's this person going to live? And then I realize I'm carrying the outcome. I do believe that most Christians and most people don't have a problem with giving it to God. But I think that the problem is trusting God with the outcome and not trying to manipulate it in such a way that you can make the outcome be what you want it to be. And I think that that's kind of, I think that's the yoke that Jesus was saying, give it to me because my yoke's easy because I can handle this. It's like, I got this. I I got the world in my hands. Because he's God. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, DotBowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.